Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance Hey, Sunshine Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday. QT and Sun Guy with you like usual. Some show notes if you're looking for wrestling today. WCWO in Indianapolis, FGW in Hamilton, Ohio, Glamour and Northwest Pro, where you can find me later today at Vaughn, Washington, CTW in Hobart, Indiana, Supreme in Seymour, Indiana, EWK in Kiwana, Indiana. Tomorrow night, Northwest Pro back in Tacoma. AIWF in Orangeburg, South Carolina. 5CC in Bellingham, Washington. Relentless in Liberty Lake, Washington. IW in Houghton Lake, Michigan. WCW versus Mexico Pro Wrestling in Indianapolis. Austin Fury Benefit in DeMont, Indiana. MCIW in Indianapolis. PPW in Bedford, Indiana. FGPW in Middletown, New York. Limitless in Yarmouth, Maine. MCW in Marion, Ohio. PFW in Beardstown, Illinois. And RMP in Lafayette, Colorado. Without further ado, our guest is with us. Let's bring him into this. Wayne Dixon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us. No problem. How are you doing, man? Doing all right. Our first question to you is, is your first time here. What got you into pro wrestling? Believe it or not, it was the love of it. It was just the the pure love of wrestling. I watched it when I was growing up as a kid, and I fell in love with it then. At what point in life did you say that you wanted to officiate for pro wrestling and do active searches to do that? Well, actually, believe it or not, I actually wanted to be a pro wrestler and an independent professional wrestler, and that's what I did first before I became an official. And I uh, before and then when I became before I became an official, I actually got hurt in being a, a independent professional wrestler, and that's what led to my uh, being an official is me getting hurt in independent professional wrestling. And since then, I've I've loved being an official at, at in the independent circuit. Now, a lot of people may not realize officials also get hurt. It's just part of being in the wrestling business. Through your whole career in pro wrestling, what are the injuries that you've had? Well, 
through this whole through my whole career, I've had a lot of injuries. I've had uh, a con- I've had concussions. I've had uh, a leg injury. I uh, had um, uh, that. That's about all I've had, really. I mean, I was lucky career. <laughs> now you are out of the state of Ohio. And Ohio is a commission state, meaning there is an athletic commission that oversees pro wrestling. For someone that is actively working in Ohio, can you tell us what it's like dealing with that commission on a professional basis? It, it, it's a strict. It's there's strict guidelines in Ohio. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. We've had shows that have been canceled. We've had shows that have been uh through my career we've had shows that have been canceled for reasons that have just been reasons that we had to follow the guidelines and there were stuff that just couldn't we couldn't do shows for reasons that were the commission wouldn't let us do shows and i understood it the the workers understood it and the booker that booked the shows he knew we we knew in advance he let every all the workers know the show had to get canceled, and we had to just move on and follow the guidelines. Now, do you also travel to places that have no licensing, no commission, too, and do you have an opinion on which you feel is better for the overall business? Believe it or not, my home is XBW. I love XBW. XBW. I'm I'm a proud XBW uh, rest uh, uh, person. I I love XBW. Like I said, XBW is my home. Um, I officiate in XBW, and that's where I'm proud to be at. Now XBW, they've been running for quite a while. What would you say is the biggest crowd so far for XBW? The biggest crowd in XBW we've had is, um, I would say, 500-plus. That's pretty good. And that was at the Sorg Opera House? There was probably even more than that at the Sorg Opera House. And that was... um, Hmm. Trying to to remember. I believe like maybe 10 years ago. Now, would you say that's your favorite all-time venue, or is there a place that you like better than that? I would say the Sorg Opera House was my all-time favorite venue, yes, because it, it had the old ECW feel to it. I'm not going to lie. But where we're at now, I love a lot, and that's Odd Bodies at, in Dayton, Ohio, on 50, uh, 50, 5418 Burkhart Road in Dayton, Ohio. That's an amazing venue in itself. In uh, Odd Bodies, I love that venue a lot. It's got a it's got a good feel to it as well. Now you have a big show this Tuesday. What can you tell us about what is on tap for Tuesday? 
we have a King of the Valley tournament coming up. We're going to crown a new King of the Valley uh, champion on that show. We have a lot of up-and-coming talent, a lot of young up-and-coming talent uh, on in that com- in the company. We have uh, a first-ever matchup with Ari Alexander and Ron Mathis in that in, in a match this Tuesday. That match is going to be a barn burner for sure. Ron Mathis, everybody knows him. And Ari Alexander, she's a young, up-and-coming talent. Everybody knows her from um, Ohio Valley Wrestling. She is a monumental talent up there in OVW. So those two are going to really rock the house at XBW this coming Tuesday. I can't wait to see that match. And hopefully I'm an official for that match, but if I'm not, the official for that match is going to have their work cut out for them in that match. Now, Ari is second generation. Her father also is a pro wrestler. From what you've observed, do you feel that second generation wrestlers tend to have it a little bit easier getting into the business, or is it harder? I think I think they have it a lot harder, believe it or not. I think they really do. And and I mean, there's another uh, second generation person, a guy by the name, a, a young talent by the name name of Nate McClain. The the XBW founder, Double P Tom McClain, his son is an up and coming talent in XBW, and he has it. He has a monumental shoes to fill in in the company because everybody in the company looks at him and and he has a big shoes to fill in the company. You you know that as well as I do in this business. Everybody looks to him and says, "Will you fill these shoes? Are you going to be able to fill the shoes that your dad or your dad uh, has uh, in this company?" That's the question everybody asks, and Nate McClain has lived up to those expectations. But the thing is, he transcends those shoes. I see him as a very – he does not do what his dad does. His dad is the founder of XBW, but he is nothing like his dad. He paves his own path in XBW. Being an official, as you know, it is very cardio-intensive. You have to be in good shape to do it. What do you do personally to maintain cardio shape? Me, I have a cardio regimen here at the house that I, at my house that I do. I have a weight weights that I lift here at my house. I walk around my. Uh, walk around my street. I do cardio here at my house. I do a lot of that. Um, but other than that, that's about all I do. I I do a lot of uh, uh, walking, running around, and stuff like that uh, around the street that I live on. And that's, that's a lot of cardio for me, believe it or not. And, and, it, and it helps with my cardio. Other people, they go to the gym but with the way the world is now it's hard it's hard to do that i believe 
Well, at this time, my co-host QT is with us. He has questions, too, so I will pass it to QT. Hello, Dwayne. Hello. Dwayne, do you believe that you yourself will uh, try some entrance music and uh, try entrance music for other referees in the Ohio Valley uh, Wrestling? Do I believe what? Do you believe that you yourself will someday have entrance music? Do I As believe a I'll have entrance music? Entrance music, yeah. Um, you know what? I don't. I don't think officials should have entrance music. I think we should just go out. We, we as officials, we granted we are a part of the show, but the show is based off of the wrestlers. They are the ones that deserve deserve the interest music, not the officials. Have you ever seen any referee in your wide travels that have that has used the entrance music? We've only just begun by the carpenters. No, I've never seen that. I, I've seen special guest referees maybe have entrance music, but never Never, I've never seen a referee have entrance music at all. All right, special guest referees. Now, that's a whole nother ball of wax. I think that the public would be more palatable or accepting of entrance music by guest referees. What has been some of the more interesting songs by guest referees that you, ha- that you have heard? And were any of them, were any of the, this entrance music by Frank Zappa? Um, no. Um, I've, I've heard some funny entrance music from some special guest referees. There, there was some crazy entrance music by uh, in, special guest referees, but none by that. Oh, okay. Well, do you yourself play an instrument? No. I do not. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Dwayne, I saw your YouTube video entitled Airy versus Trash 2 Extreme Valley Wrestling. Were you surprised by the empty white table that had the same color as the ring mat and that it was empty only 12 feet from the ring and was not filled up by VIP attendees? The uh, the the YouTube video t- entitled what? Uh, Airy versus Trash Two Extreme Valley Wrestling. Hmm. I uh, don't remember that, but um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised. I mean, with. Like I said, with way this this COVID COVID uh, era has been, it's been rough. Oh, okay. Well, I just turned down the volume on my phone. Can you hear me better? Yeah, yeah, I can. Oh, okay. Now I, I'm going to repeat the name of the video that was published or uh, put on YouTube on April twentieth, twenty twenty. Airy versus Trash 2, Extreme Valley Wrestling. Can, it, it, can you hear me better now? Yeah. 
Aerie versus oh, okay. Aerie versus You said Aerie Aerie versus Trash Two. Aerie versus Trash Two Extreme Valley Wrestling. I'm trying to remember that in twenty twenty. Well, Trash came to the ring begging change from from people in attendance and he had a cup with him. Oh, okay. Um, well, the funny thing is, trash doesn't work for us. Oh, okay. He's a wandering vagrant then. Okay. Um, no, he 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 doesn't. He does not work for us. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Okay, that's fine. And that day, okay. Well, Dwayne, I'm a video analysis expert. Throughout the history of this show, I have guessed at a 99% success rate, a wrestler's height and weight, and the height has to be within one and a quarter inch of his actual height, be within 18 and a quarter pounds of his exact weight. Based on this video analysis, I'm guessing uh, that trash went about six oh I, I i'm taking that you had a weigh in weigh in before the match i'm guessing trash went six foot one and 290 pounds and that you are five foot 11 199 pounds am i close <laughs> with trash and yourself i'm i'm five eleven, yes and i'm about 185 okay 185 okay all right, I was right on by the height. How about trash? Was he? Did he go around six foot one, two hundred and ninety pounds? <clears throat> I'm not sure. Okay. Now, if you if you take my guest a height and weight of trash six one two ninety, that's a pretty good size of your average high school football lineman. Did you yourself play football in high school? Um, junior high, I did. Yes. Oh, okay, junior high, very good. Okay, junior high. Can we have the name, both Sign Guy and myself have the name of your junior high school. What was the name? Um, it was um, Aunt Sonia. Okay, what was, what was your mascot at the junior high mascot? The Tigers. The Tigers? Yeah. No, okay. What were your school colors, black and orange? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm taken aback on that. You the, you took the tiger literally. Okay, very good. Okay. Oh. All right. Dwayne, uh, what position did you play football? What position? I was the backup quarterback. Oh, backup quarterback. Okay. All right. Now, did you have a Tom Brady-like quarterback at your junior high, and was there hardly any way that you were going to get any playing time? No. <laughs> no, we didn't have a, a quarterback like that, but he was good, and I barely got any. I got some playing time, and then uh, when I did, I got hurt, and my season pretty much ended for me. Oh, okay. All right. Did you did you, was the reason you got hurt at the junior high level was because you got hit by a Lawrence Taylor like defensive player Lawrence Taylor? Uh, no, it was uh, a low hit, 
um, it took, uh, I, I got my knee hurt and I couldn't play anymore. Oh boy. Okay. I'm ta- I'm taking it that this knee injury kind of curtailed any attempt by you to go out for track and field in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. All right. If you did go out for track and field, what were you planning on doing? What event? Um, I don't know. I, I I don't. I never did track and field, so I wouldn't have probably went out for track and field. Oh, okay. All right. Well, based on my video analysis of this match of area and trash, to, uh, trash, I'm going to say you probably were going to go out for the high jump. You seem <laughs> to have good spring in your legs. Yeah. I. I yeah. Um. I think I know what match you're talking about. Um, uh, yeah, I do have good spring. I see. Okay. As a kid, uh, uh, prior to uh, or close to, uh, prior to your injury in football, did you yourself ever make your own high jump pits and uh, high jump in your backyard and when you were through with high jumping, did you use these mats for wrestling matches? No, but I, uh, I, um, I never did that. I, I mean, I like I said, I always watched wrestling as a kid, so I, I would, I would like do stuff that they would do growing up, like not not literally like that, but I would jump around and do all kinds of crazy stuff like that, but nothing crazy. Oh, okay. I bring up the subject of high jumping and wrestling because jumping Jim Bronzel, one half of the killer bees, was state champion in the high jump when he went to high school. Jumping Jim Bronzel. Ah. <laughs> Interesting. Personally, I would have I liked B. Brian Blair to have been high jump champ because we had B. Brian Blair on the show before. And I think I asked him a couple questions about high jumping. B. Brian Blair. Nice. Yes. Did you know that the world record in the high jump is eight feet, one half inch, and it, it, no one has ever jumped uh, eight feet except one person and that is Javier Sotomayor of Cuba. Did you know this? No, I did not know that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, it is fun. It's very fun. Okay. Well, Duane, at the one minute and 17 second mark of the video of this match, Trash entered the ring and immediately approached you and asked for change. My question <laughs> is, why didn't you tie your change change around a mastiff's mastiff's neck like the kings and queens did in the medieval days? Why did I tie my change around my, uh, um maybe the question is why didn't you consider uh tying your chain change or other valuables like a ring or watch? around the neck of a mastiff dog and have this uh, mastiff dog at ringside? That's what I'm trying to ask. 
I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, because in the medieval days, that actually was a practice where nobility did uh, tie their uh, valuables around the ring of a mastiff because they are very vicious, vicious dogs. It was an actual yeah. practice. That's, that's true. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was wondering why Ari also didn't have like a poodle at ringside and she didn't tie her <laughs> uh, valuables to the poodle. I'm not I, sure. I have why. no clue. Okay. All right. Well, Dwayne, do you know if Mr. Trash had a squeegee for cleaning windows down his tights if a lowrider car like Eddie Guerrero's came down to the ring? Did he have a squeegee on his person? I have no clue. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, my question is, were you a big fan of and, – and was that a seminal moment, in your opinion, in WWE history, when, in fact, Eddie Guerrero came down to ringside in a lowrider? I was a huge fan of Eddie Guerrero. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Eddie Guerrero was one of the, if not best, of the best. And I, I speak for myself because, like, I have a lot of Eddie Guerrero figures and stuff like that because, I, I'm, like I said, I was a huge fan of Eddie Guerrero, and I miss him dearly watching him wrestle on TV and stuff like that. I think his romantic wooings of China was a seminal moment. <laughs> Hey, yes. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't called Latino Heat for no reason. Okay. Well, Dwayne, do you believe, uh, I mean, in the history of wrestling, has a wrestler ever used a squeegee on a car, a car or a motorcycle at ringside and then used it as a foreign object on an opponent? Um, not to my knowledge. No. Okay, I'm going to mark that down as uh, not sure in my notebook. Okay, very good. All right. Well, Duane, do you believe that Trash was inspired by Debo in the movie Fridays when he rolled up on his bicycle and asked Craig and Smokey what was up, and then he ripped the gold chain off red? <laughs> that That could be. I mean, Trash is trash okay do you think uh trash would win in a who would you think would win in a stipulation match big worm or trash big worm okay big worm okay well Dwayne, at the start of the video trash can be seen holding a sign that says will will punch nerds for money, food, or fun. My question is, were you a big fan of the character Ogre in the movie Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> I've always been a fan of the Revenge of the Nerds movies. Okay. If Ogre had a beard, do you think he would look like the wrestler known as Trash? <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. Well, Dwayne, are there any truths to the rumors?
from my wrestling sources out of Shelton, Washington, that your favorite scene from the movie Revenge of the Nerds was during the Greek games when Ogre and Booger competed in the belching contest. (laughs) (laughs) The belching contest is great. I I can't lie. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, Duane, time travel is often a subject uh, that is brought up on the Turnbuckle Turmoil show. Say if Andre the Giant was in the movie via time travel, in the movie Revenge of the Nerds, and he faced Booger in a belching contest, would he drink half a gallon of beer in 10 seconds to Booger's eight ounces to fuel fuel the belch, in your opinion? I honestly think Andre the Giant would win that belching contest. Oh, okay. All right. Do you believe Andre the Giant, after having consumed this half gallon of beer, then belching, he would take an extra sip out of out of the cup that he drank and spit it into the crowd like ogre? Do you believe he would do that? I don't think he would do that, but I don't know. No, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Dwayne, have you yourself ever downed half a gallon of beer in under an hour? Have you, have no. you done this? No, okay. no, 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 no. How about an extra tall can of uh, uh, Coors Light? Have you done that? No. Okay, I'm going to put a no down there. Okay, very good. All right, well, Mr. Dwayne, at the five-minute and 42-second mark, Trash got Aerie into a full Nelson, which he used as a takedown method of Aerie. Or should I say the full Nelson led to a takedown of Aerie. My question is, were you a big fan of Chris Masters and his Master Lock Challenge? I was never a fan of the Master Lock Challenge or Chris Masters himself. Never a fan of that. Oh, okay. So I take it you were a little bit, um, uh, uh, how would you say, taken aback or disappointed when Val Venus himself could not break the Master Lock Challenge. (laughs) I mean, like I said, I was never a big fan of Chris Masters. Okay. All right. Okay. In your opinion, if Chris Masters could travel back in time and be on the set of the movie Fridays and he ordered chili fritos out of Big Worm's mobile food truck, would he get his dollar back if no chili fritos were delivered? I guess. I guess. Oh, okay. I'm just guessing that you remember the scene where Big Worm took that kid's uh, dollar bill uh, and his request for chili Fritos, but then he saw Smokey on the porch and ordered Smokey over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, he wouldn't get his dollar back, no. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Because the the little kid... He's probably telling my money, get out of here. Yes, yes. (laughs) Now, I, I think also... In real, in all reality, 
if it if it was let me see now maybe Chris Jericho or the Heartbreak Kid he would get his dollar back. Nah, I don't think he'd even get his dollar back if it was Chris Jericho or Heartbreak Kid. Wow. Okay. You think Worm was that? Uh, okay. Worm may have had to flash a gun or something like that. Okay. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, Dwayne, it was very good talking with you. And at this moment, I'm hoping that you yourself get to travel, time travel in some wormhole and get to meet Big Worm or Debo. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm good on that. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't want to meet Debo? Okay. No, uh, I'm good. Rest in peace, Debo or Zeus. Yeah, rest okay. in peace, Debo. Okay. Back to you, son, guy. Thank you, QT. Well, Dwayne, one of the harder matches in pro wrestling is the Battle Royal. What is your opinion of the Battle Royal? The Battle Royal. Wow, that's a good question. That is one of the roughest matches that anybody would have to deal with. Um, My opinion of that is, like I said, it's one of the roughest matches. It's... all the participants in the ring at once, or one person comes in, or it, it just it there's variations variations of that match, and it's very difficult to combat. So I would say it's a very rough match. What would you say has been the hardest stipulation match that you've had to officiate thus far? Um, the hardest match I've had to officiate thus far. I would say the hardest match I've had to officiate thus far is the um, the most recent match was the uh, street fight with uh, Nate McClain and Ron Mathis. It was a, uh, I believe, a street fight. Anything goes. Out, and they took the match all over the arena at Odd Body. And it was, wow, it was nuts. But it was a good match. And I, I <laughs> it was crazy. It was really crazy. And, and it, was, it was a very difficult match for me to officiate and keep, keep in context of and pay attention to and very, very difficult. But I, I kept my focus and I did what I had to do. Now, for your own career, do you usually have fans that come up to you that want pictures, autographs, that type of thing? Do you have a lot of fan-friendly moments happen? Yes, I, I actually do. I, I have them come up to me even in the in the store when I'm at a store or something. They ask me for my autograph or a picture or something like that. I've had it happen to me at Walmart or uh, or um the gas station, or even at a grocery store. It's its crazy. What's been the oddest fan moment that you've had? What's been the what? The oddest. The oddest? <laughs> um, I was eating with my family at McDonald's, and a fan wanted me to sign a piece of toilet paper. <laughs> That's been the oddest fan moment I've had. It's been the weirdest fan moment I've had. I've even had uh, a fan want me to sign um, a uh, a um, I can't 
can't remember what it's called. Uh, a juice bottle. Oh, weird. Pretty weird. Well, we're getting down to the last of the show today. I want to give you a chance. If you have anything you'd like to say, anything you want to plug or promote, go right ahead. Like I said, come at, um, anybody who's listening from Dayton, come out to uh, 5418 Burkhart uh, Road, Dayton, Ohio, for XBW. The saga continues. This Tuesday, next coming Tuesday, for XBW Saga continues. You don't want to miss that show. It's the uh, King of the Valley tournament. The first round of that tournament is going to be uh, the first match of that tournament is going to be Ari Alexander versus Ron Mathis. You don't want to miss that match. Uh, Ari Alexander versus Ron Mathis. You don't want to miss that match. Um, like I said, and more matches are going to be announced for the King of the Valley Tournament. You also are going to get to see Ben Kymer, the XBW Heavyweight Champion. You're going to get to see Nate McClain. You're going to get to see Daniel Archer. You're going to get to see all the stars of XBW. You're going to get to see me, the referee, Dwayne. You're going to get to see referee Becky Pence. You're going to get to see all the stars of XBW. You're going to get to see a lot of great action presented by XBW. I'm proud to be a part of XBW, XBW is a great company to work for. And fans, trust me when I say this. Trust me when I say this. XBW has a lot of great up-and-coming talent. Juniper is the XBW Ladies Champion. She was just crowned the XBW Ladies Champion in an amazing, an amazing woman. Crazy mat, uh, crazy six-way women's match that was off the charts, off the charts to crown a new, crown an XBW lady uh, champion, and she won that match. It was crazy. The the champion was Eden Von England. She lost the match, and Juniper won the match. We have. Jason Chimera and Scotty Amos, who are XBW Tag Team Champions, the Odd Couple. I'm, I'm. It, it's just nuts. You fans definitely got to come out and see XBW presents the Saga Continues. The XBW founder Double P Tom McLean will be in the house. You don't want to miss him. He is the man, the myth, the friggin' legend himself. So fans, please, please come out and show your love and support for XBW this coming Tuesday night. Odd bodies, you don't want to miss the show. 7 p.m. bell time. Admission is $10, fans. Please come out and see the event. Well, Dwayne. Thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate it greatly. Best of luck Tuesday. Hope you have a full house there at the show. Thank you very much.